Welcome to the Transformation Cafe with your host, Robin Misevich. Transformation Cafe, a weekly half hour of light, topical conversation about health, wellness, happiness, personal growth, spirituality, and other insights. We're glad you're here. Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul. Now, let's get started and introduce our diners for tonight's show. Well, I want to welcome everybody to the Transformation Cafe. I'm your host, Robin Masevich, and we're in the Cafe Book Club. We're in our second episode with Kay Gilley, and she's the author of The Game Called Life. And boy, uh, this is going to be a very cool conversation. I'm so excited. We were talking a little bit before the show, and uh, I kind of said, okay, wait a minute. I want to talk about this when when we go live here with Miss Kay. I'm so excited. So hi, Kay. How are you tonight? Hello. Good to talk with both of you again and all your listeners. Oh, I am so excited about some of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight. And as always, my wonderful co-host, Miss Amy, how are you tonight? I'm good. I brought my dice. I'm ready to to roll with the game. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, does Andrew Paradise come with the book, hey? Pardon? (laughs) Are the rules kind of like, you know, when you play craps? Is that is that kind of how this works? Different kind of game. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> oh shoot! I thought it was going to be well. Crafts can be pretty complicated, so I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I thought it would step back a little bit and actually go to our last episode, which was three fifty eight. And boy, that was our first two chapters that we were talking about with the the game called Life, and just kind of as an overview. And if you guys want to jump in here, I'd love to any kind of things you want to add on to the conversation. Some of the key things that I thought were really important is that every single thought is a prayer. And boy, I just, if you really can just be with that, especially with grace, I think that's such a powerful thing to know when it comes to every thought that we have and that we have choices about what we think about and being able to, you know, we've, we've talked many times on the show about positive thought and, and coming from a place of gratitude and just looking at this as having it being something that's that important to our lives and that it's every single thought, you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm getting cut off by somebody. How do I want to respond to that? You know, that kind of thing. That's what comes up for me. Right. And then another point was silence and stillness can help us to assess our life and bring clarity. So it's that being able to come to a, a place of being, being comfortable with, with stillness and having a little more quiet in our lives. And then we talked about journaling meditation, things like that, that really can help us to be in a place where we can be very reflective and, and have be able to look at our lives in a way of, of gratitude again about being grateful and just really seeing, you know, where am I and what do I need to know? And we're going to be looking at that tonight, too, because I'm excited about this. This whole uh, chapter three and four is redefining success. And, and, and a part of it, too, is looking at being able to, re, you know, remembering the goals of our soul. And I just think that's, I love how you wrote that. Okay, I just thought that was so great. Thanks. And uh, so, you know, it's a wonderful way of, you know, enveloping all of this and putting it together. And then along, another key from the last episode was, you know, we always have help and support if we're willing to ask. And we're going to talk about that tonight, too, about, I think that's just an underlining theme for this, for this book, isn't it? That it's always being able to Absolutely. know that we have support and being able to just be in a place of questions. And, you know, I love that. You know, I, I'm a, definitely a, love Mark Nepo, and he, he talks about that. His questions are 
our windows of the soul. And I think that's a really wonderful way of being able to look at that, especially looking at it for you from this perspective. And then, you know, learning, we, we, we had the three, the three components that we wanted to remember that, you know, we agreed to learn spiritual lessons when we came to, you know, to be here and enjoy this wonderful life. And we, we agreed to do the work that was put in front of us to benefit the evolution of the world. And then we're given special gifts and talents to develop ourselves that go along with that work. So anything with that, Kay, that you want to go ahead and add or embellish on? Um, I think you've done a really good job. I think the one piece that I would add is that sometimes when our lives seem to be in tumult and are turned upside down, that that's the very moment that we have the opportunity to go through a spiritual transition and so if we hold those three things particularly intently in those moments we can move through that transition as opposed to resisting it mm. anything with that in well what kind of comes to me is like you know how does this relate to you know us as individuals everybody that's on the club with us and from from last time it was about really what are your gifts, and uh, one of the gifts that that has been really playing out for me, especially in this last couple of weeks, is I my life and my career has been in some chaos. Is making one of my gifts is making very complicated concepts user friendly and putting them into action, and that's what I've been finding myself doing in this chaos period for myself and those around me. And Kay and I were conversing a little earlier today. We're kind of cheating. And we're, you know, we were what? talking about, yeah, I know, sorry. We're, without you, I know, I can't imagine. So, so we were talking about how, as I'm reading, rereading the game, uh, that things are coming up in, in my life to put those into practice. Yay! And so uh, I want to make sure that our listeners... You know, are aware of that. And as you're going through this, you will be given opportunities to learn, use everything that we're learning in reading the book. Yes. And as many times as you and I have both read the book, Amy, we're mm-hmm. still doing it even this time. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know what? That reminds me of a friend of mine that, you know, she felt really bad one day. But, you know, she's really, she's really following this stuff. She's familiar with the book and all that. And she wound up getting really mad at, a, at another friend of ours. And she said, I have the opportunity to just get super mad. And I looked at her and I went, yay, that's awesome. <laughs> we both looked at each other when we laughed at the idea of the fact that I'm having this experience with this person and allowing myself to be mad. And what does that mean for me? And how do I move through that, right? Instead of making it just like, oh, gee, I shouldn't be mad at that person. Not that I'm going to be mad in, the, you know, in front of that person, but just I'm allowing myself to have those feelings and move through it in a healthy way where I'm being, I'm being conscious of it instead of letting myself get caught up in something. And then I catch myself later saying, oh, my gosh, what did I do? She was very conscious of the fact that she was allowing herself to just for the fact that she felt frustrated and angry. And just like, what was that about for me? Because, I mean, at the beginning, too, we talk about, you know, remembering from last episode is that we're responsible for everything that we have going on in our life. So let me look at that for myself. And what is it really? What is it really helping to teach me? Because if everything has an mm-hmm. opportunity and a lesson in it, if I'm willing to be able to embrace that, and it's like you know, what's the frustration about you know, real me honoring myself, and maybe maybe I'm not, I don't have good enough boundaries. Maybe I'm not being in a place where I really express myself and being honest about how I really feel, and then having that anger come up because I'm not really being true to myself or how I feel with that person. 
So there's all kinds of things that can happen with that. So I just thought that was a really cool thing of like, yeah, I'm yeah. in. Well, I think we're it's getting a little ahead, but later we're going to learn that when she has moments like that, she's gaining points in the game. And if she had gotten angry, she would have lost points. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, okay, Robin, let's, cool. dive, let's dive into chapter three and and something yeah. right at the very beginning that I, I that really came. It just even happened to me today. She said, Lizzie recalled Helen's words before she disappeared this morning. Just imagine being at one with me, and I'll be there, her helper had said. And I was a woman, it's so interesting, my cell phone in my office many times goes, doesn't work. And she'd been trying to reach me for a while until it, it all of a sudden came back on, and then I got with her, and she was in a little bit of a crisis. And I said basically those words, you know, if you really need me, if you can't get me by, you know, technology, do that, you know, imagine you're one with me, and she uh, is going to try that going forward. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I love the beginning of, of just, you know, because one thing that Kay's been so generous, she actually gave us some, some study notes to go with us, and I just really love how she's put that with us. So she said, the material world would have us believe that we need to develop a plan for our lives set goals and succeed in many immaterial ways. But the game of life is game of life, the only goals that count are the intentions. And she said intentions are the goals of the soul. I'd love for you to talk about intentions. You've written a whole book about that, haven't you? Uh yes I have. It hasn't been published yet. Um but I did write a whole book on that. <laughs> wow, Sometimes we're getting ready to launch that puppy. That's my intention. <laughs> <laughs> it's time, girlfriend, it's time. Okay, anyway. And actually, interestingly enough, the book was called Choice Point because the idea is to be conscious enough in each point in our life that we're asking, are we going in the direction of the goals of our souls or are we going in a different direction? So last time we talked about our sitting with God or the universe before we were even conceived and and setting these intentions. And they are the intentions that we set in those three things, Robin, that you mentioned earlier. So the service we're going to do, the lessons we're going to learn, the talents that we're going to use. And, and then we memorize the feeling of that so that that feeling is always with us. And it is what we feel when we feel that oneness with God and Lizzie talks about her chest feeling full and we probably all have that moments a few times in our life where it just feels like our chest is so full of love that we have to be able to feel the presence of God and that is our goal is for us to live in consciousness about pursuing those goals of our souls that will hold us in that place. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah, I think that the whole thing about, you know, feeling the oneness of God, you know, we're, it's really a wonderful way of really just holding that into talking about the compassion of our heart and, and how that's just the compass of our heart. And um, love for you to talk about that too. So it's like this is such a wonderful chapter. There's so many nuggets of things. Like once you understand these concepts, boy, it can really just put you in a place of being able to know that you're held and loved, 
and that, like we were talking about, there's always support here for you. I think that's just, just wonderful to be knowing that. Yeah. And the other thing is that we're thinking about the universe, not just about me or my little group of friends, but we're talking about everyone in the universe, all the beings being intricately connected in a matrix of souls. And some of those people are going to be ahead in their games and some are going to be behind. And so we need to be checking in moment by moment so that we, the universe, our helpers can let us know through that feeling in our heart which way we need to go because we may be headed in one direction, but it's like the person that was supposed to help us there isn't ready. Mm, wow. And so the universe will head us in a different direction so that we will have the help that we need. And so even like you get up in the morning and you think, okay, I'm, you know, I'm on track to this, but something happens and that person isn't available. And so we've just got to be moment by moment listening to what we should be doing at this very moment. Yeah, I love how you talk about, you know, when people say, well, you know, I'm going to be able to embrace that big picture, but that picture is, big picture is always changing. So, you know, it's kind of like the only thing you can can be relying on is change because change is going to happen. That's that's, that's what I got from all that. So I just thought that was very interesting with all that. But in a way, too, it's making it, uh, I I always kid around with my staff and stuff. I said that there's always a plan B. You know, it's like for me with a wedding, you know, a bride wants things going a certain direction and sure enough, you get there and things aren't like that. So you basically have to do something else to have it look appropriate or whatever. So it's just really uh, a wonderful way for me to be able to look at that and you, you just you just be able to do adapting, you know, adaptability. And, you know, that goes back from last episode too when I had talked about doing Ikebana and all that was with, with having something get changed and changed and changed, I mean, I think that's something else that's a really good practice of being able to just have beginner's mind and looking at everything as freshly as possible in every moment that you can. So it's definitely a practice. Yeah. In, in one of my earlier books, I wrote about chaos mm-hmm. as the point that leads us into our spiritual path. And in this chapter, later in this chapter... Helen says to Lizzie that the wake-up call is to confuse players enough about what is real that they'll turn to God. And, And that's really what you're talking about, Robin, is that when things don't go the way we expect them to go, that's an invitation by the universe to really listen to what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Kim and I have a friend of mine that I was sharing sharing some of the stuff with the book with, and we were just kind of talking. And she just totally feels like she's in this place where she's just in quicksand. And she, you know, she just, well, not even quicksand. It's a little more like she's dragging herself through the mud of life. And she just feels like nothing's going to change, and I feel like I'm stuck. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that. You know, what is the stuckness when we feel that way? Is that same kind of thing as an invitation to just, you know, come to a place where we can be quiet and, and just really start asking some deep questions about what is this and what do I need to do? Yeah, I would say that it is. You know, I I talk about this feeling of of God, and I think that most closely relates to the 
the human emotions that we think of as peace and joy and love. And if we're not in that place, that probably means that we're somehow resisting going there. So we have our own idea about how things are go- should go, and we're not ready to just totally abandon what we thought was real and mm-hmm. um, to go in a different direction. I'm actually thinking that might be a segue into Chapter 4. Great. And so in Chapter 4, we learn that we have this karmic story that we come into the world with. And after we made our, our intentions, our goals of our souls, then we pick the family and the circumstances that will provide us the best lessons which means basically just the opposite of what we need to learn. So they're going to put all the challenges in front of us that we need or circumstances in our life. When I was meditating just before this, I was thinking about the, uh, the Greek, famous Greek orator Demosthenes who had a horrible speech impediment. And he practiced as a young man speaking with pebbles in his mouth so he could learn to speak clearly. And so having that impediment was kind of his karma to overcome. And that by doing that, then we step into our divine legacy. And I think sometimes when we get stuck, it's like we've gotten too attached to our karmic story. And we've forgotten that there's something very different. And I, you know, I had a spiritual teacher many years ago who her line was always just do something different. Mm-hmm. So if you, whenever you feel stuck, whenever you feel like you don't know what to do, just do something different than you've ever done, because that's probably what's going to move you out of that karmic story. Mm. You know that's inter- interesting because like we were talking about my, you know, go back to my friend for a second the other day. Um, she wanted up buying a pair of shoes that she would ne- she in the past she never would have considered buying. And she shared with me that, you know, she realizes that she's making different choices now and finding that it's actually something that she prefers now, but she never would have picked that even like three or four years ago. So that's good. She's choosing choosing different things. It's symbolically the way that tell the world around you that I'm moving through the world differently. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Buy a new pair pair of shoes. There you go. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's metaphoric and uh, and in trans and you know transformational at the same time. I, hey, I want to always the answer. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I was at a, at a store recently, and a woman we were in the shoe department. She looked at me and she said, "Why do we always want to buy shoes?" I said, "Because no matter what happens with our weight, our shoes fit." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's you know, so yeah, to, that's actually that could be a very deep conversation about what kind of shoes you're looking for and how you're moving with them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I found that I've had issues with most of my body sometimes where like my feet have been acting up or my knees act up or something like that. And sure enough if I if I changed my shoes, the symptoms would go away. 
disadvantage. I once coached somebody who probably had at least 40 pounds to lose. And when we were talking about that, she used as an excuse that she had a problem with her feet and so she couldn't buy pretty shoes anymore. And Mm. so she couldn't have pretty feet. She didn't need to have a pretty body. And Mm. so we explored a bit about, you know, there's all kinds of pretty shoes with different heels. (laughs) And interestingly (laughs) enough, you know, yeah. Over the next year, she lost those 40 pounds. Oh, wow. Mm. But it was, it was changed. You know, she had told herself a story. And this, if you will, you know, chapter four is about rewriting the stories we mm. tell ourselves. Mm. And she had told herself a story about if I need flat shoes, they have to be ugly shoes. And so I have mm. to be ugly to go with them. And instead, she found jazzier shoes that were flat and her body followed wow that's that's amazing that's that's a story in itself oh my goodness yeah well it it doesn't matter where you start the change but you've got to do yeah yeah i want i want to jump back to three for a minute and i think it'll carry over to to four but uh, you talk about in chapter three your intentions become the compass of your heart that feeling tells a player when they are at one with their goals, their soul's goals. Uh, feeling totally alive, energized, and invigorated is the feeling of oneness with God or in integrity. And conversely, when a player is out of integrity or not in alignment, their soul's intentions, they feel bored, lifeless, and often fatigued going through the motions of life, They're caught on a treadmill. And so I want to just throw this out and how to know to actively use that. I, one uh, technique that, that I use, and I don't know where it came from, I don't know if it was from our conversations, Kay, I don't know, but uh, what I do and I do with people that I'm working with, I have them stop, take a nice deep breath when they're, you know, they're looking for me to give them an answer. I have them touch their heart and ask their heart, what would it have them do? Yeah. That's very powerful. Those two things about is. breathing and focusing on the heart are so important to tapping into mm-hmm. that. And the I once heard that the diaphragm, which when we take that deep breath, is the place in our belly that swells up, is connected with the more holistic part of us. And when we breathe just through our lungs, that's more the left brain part of us, the rational part. Oh, wow. So as we take a deep breath, that's dipping us into the more whole part of ourselves. And if we can do that and focus on the heart, then it is going to help us access that information. When I did my intensives with clients, that was, I would, I could tell so much from their body language and really just even moment to moment when they had shifted back into their brain as opposed to their heart. And just by saying, okay, now take a deep breath down into your belly and focus on your heart. And I could see everything change. I could, everything changed about them. And I have to read a couple of sentences here, um, and I like to play with this because I think this really is is the heart of a lot of what we're talking about tonight, and this comes from your cliff notes. Okay. They find the will and or discipline to create our intended future. 
The player knows what to do, but must directly transcend their habit, their karma, mm-hmm. in order to step into their divine legacy. Yes. Sorry, just be with that for a minute. That's really yeah. so powerful. You know, one of my favorite lines from the Upanisha, um, I won't get the exact wording, but it's the the sleeping state that men call waking. Mm. And that autopilot trance that we have when when we're in our karmic story, we think we're awake, we're walking around, we're moving, we're doing things. But it's so locked into our autopilot trance that we're really asleep. We're sleepwalking through life. It's it's like being on the freeway and you pass your exit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like how many times have I done that in my life? I'm just like I'm driving along because I got on autopilot, <laughs> and I you know wanted to get off to do something else, and you just you just get, you're in that groove. You know what I mean? And you know we all do it. So it's it's just so interesting. Yeah. So a good assignment, I think, this coming week could be to take that nice deep breath and listen to your heart and try some different things to make sure you're not an autopilot. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. easy things that we've talked about before on the show is, you know, brush your teeth with your opposite hand than you normally do <laughs> or drive drive a different way home or to work than you normally do, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, just just different things that you know. You, it, it, it's it's just a little bit different than your normal routine. You just kind of you know. But doing it up something a bit. different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I think journaling with your non-dominant hand sometimes can be really profound because it really can just tap you into a different part of yourself. We talked about that on the show as well. Even if you just draw or something with your you know, your opposite hand. I think it can be something that really can connect you in a different way to yourself and just your environment, what you got going on. So are there other things you've recommended to your clients? Well, you know, something that I've done with a number of them, and I, I've done it a number of times myself when I feel like I'm really at a, a transition point, is to do some alternate nose breathing. So you breathe in Mm -hmm. one side and breathe out the other. And then do that for 15 or 20 minutes and then sit and draw a mandala and and to really do it from your heart, not from your head. And what you'll end up with usually is a beautiful design that then if you step back, you can look at it and, and it takes on a shape that you probably had no idea you were creating. I remember when I was starting to write the leading from the heart, I did that and I had this beautiful design. And literally when I put it on the wall and stepped back three or four feet, I realized that I had drawn Valentine kind of hearts in a configuration that created something that looked like the human organ heart. Mm. And I had not been conscious of thinking about either kind of heart when I was drawing it. And it was Mm. like there was that interconnection between that organ that keeps us physically alive and the more spiritual kind of love heart. Mm. 
Hmm. That's so neat. Well, we've got about a minute and a half left on the show. I wanted to remind everybody to go to the transformation-cafe.com. And we've got um, our other episodes with Miss Kay, the wonderful Miss Kay. Our our last show was the first with Chapter One through One and Two was um, TC three fifty eight. And then if you want to go back um, to our first one, we were kind of introducing the whole idea of the book and really kind of getting into that was TC three fifty four. And Kay has a wonderful blog that I want to make sure people know about. It's you know in your heart dot blogspot dot com. And I'd love for you to talk about that for a couple seconds, Kay, about, about your blog. Uh, the blog has really been about me sharing the struggles that I've had trying to live exactly the way that <laughs> we've been talking about. And I, it is not easy. And so when mm-hmm. I'm wrestling with something, I share that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's wonderful. And I think that's the one thing that we know we can be, you know, one of the things that really is important with all this is to come from that oneness and recognize the humanity and, the, and the, you know, the, the unity that we all have and that really can put us back into our, our compass with, the, with God. And I think that's just something that can be along with that, too. And, and just being willing to be transparent and vulnerable, that it really helps people to feel connected. So thank you so much for doing that. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And next week, will um, Kay won't be with us. Is that right? No, no, she won't. No, I will be with you. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay, good. Oh, okay, great. So, um, you know what? This is such a treat because normally when we're doing a, a cafe book club, we really don't have the author with us the whole time. So this is just, I just want to thank you so much. This is such a special opportunity to just get an insights with the book and just your personal journey and just sharing it with everybody. I just really want to thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been great to yeah. to talk with you, the two of you. Yeah, and I look forward to the, the book on intentions. <laughs> put it back great out there again. <laughs> and make it on there. So, so join us for next time. We'll be doing chapter five and six. And um, as always, Miss Amy is is. Um, have you been rolling dice the whole time, Amy? Mhm, mhm. I have, and okay. uh, I think okay. I try not make, to crap out. Try not to crap out. <laughs> Snake eyes. Here we go. Here we go. We thank you all for joining us. And please, you know, leave your questions, comments, and anything that you've got going on. If you're feeling uh, just a different kind of guidance that you've been getting, you know, uh, in, enjoying the book or these conversations, we'd love, we'd love for you to go to the transformation-cafe.com and go ahead and leave comments and let us know. And if you have any questions for Kay or Amy or I, we'd love to hear from you. So we'll see you next time. And thank you for joining us here at the cafe. Have a great week. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Transformation Cafe podcast. To learn more, visit transformation-cafe.com for show notes, guest information, and links to previous shows. You can also subscribe to the Transformation Cafe podcast on iTunes. Join us again next time at the Transformation Cafe, a fun place to nourish your soul.